It's episode 19. Do you know what I mean? It's episode 19. Y'all know what it is, man. Can I just say I'm so happy to be back? I am happy that you I want to give a warm shout out to the mom of law, <laughs> law's mom. I'm glad. I want to thank you for stepping in my place. You did an excellent job. You did the zent sense all through and through. I couldn't have asked for anything better. I really appreciate that. I'm so glad to be back, though. I'm happy to have you back. <laughs> thank and that's you no for disrespect. having me. That's no disrespect oh, to my mom. Thank you. I am very happy to have you back. Thank you. I feel like there'll be a lot less editing. <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> I love you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason you're happy. Thanks. That's Not it. less editing. That is okay. all. Okay. None no, that I'm good for. Um, <laughs> Guys, it is the end of the year. This is going to be our final episode. It's so sad for the year, and I, I, this has been a good ride for us so far. Yeah, I'm very happy. Um, next year, we're going to be a lot more consistent with it. We both just made that agreement. Yes, it was a verbal. I want to say this much. Thank you guys for allowing us into your lives. I know we take up like an hour of any given week from you guys, but you guys seem to come back and we like it. If you can watch This Is Us, you can listen to an episode. That's also show. true. Um, with that said, there's been so many things that have happened in 2017. We wanted to do our own little award show for it. And we're going to call this the the Black Twitter Awards, basically. Because, Basically. Because if it, if, it, <laughs> if it didn't trend or Black Twitter did not talk about it, we're not rewarding them. And this is, a, uh, I, I don't even want to say there's categories in here that are uh, politically charged as much as they are. Uh, I guess it's kind of one of those things where you could say we are mocking true award shows, but creating our own in the process. It's just a trivia facts we're talking is that, about. Is here. that fair? Yeah. All right. That, that's what we do anyway. We're gonna we're gonna scrap our normal format for this today to just focus solely on this award show because we want to do, do a year end recap for y'all. We got nominees, y'all, that we have curated ourselves, right? And we have some winners, right? And I will tell you right now who I think will be a winner for a category it may not be the same person Law thinks, so. right? And so we'll have to we'll have to address Cash these it things. out. So here it is, our first category. Most annoying person of the year. Woo! Woo! <laughs> okay, we have four participants in this category. Number one on the list is Tyrese Gibson, ladies Black and gentlemen. Tie. Woo! Tyrese has had a hell of a year. And we all know if you followed everything from the shade room to baller alert, Tyree consistently annoyed the fuck out of us. All right, number two. Donald J. Trump, our president in chief, number 45. Just calm down. Orange agent. <laughs> <laughs> orange 45. Orange agent. Oompa Loompa. Bodak orange. Pie face. Um, <laughs> he is. Blonde orange. He, he has consistently annoyed the public throughout the year with a lot of antics. Um, participant number three, aka nominee number three, Tommy Lauren. Tommy Lauren has done tons to try to push a narrative onto America against black people. Pretty much. Weird. Pretty All much. right. And then number four, Azealia Banks. 
She has been. Isn't she Harlem's finest? I oh man, we can't throw her in there. Harlem's finest, Azalea Banks. We, I, I think we all find Azalea Banks annoying. If you don't know who Azalea Banks is, just Google her because the news on her will just make you cringe. Recently, she just tried to beef with Remy Ma again as of yesterday, and I said, "You got to stop. You got to slow down." So okay, Avia, out of most annoying people of the year. Who is your winner in this category? Is it going to be Tyrese, Donald Trump, Tommy Lauren, or Azealia Banks? The most annoying person of the year is Tyrese, Black Ty. Whoa, whoa. Yes. What? How did Tyrese win this category? Tyrese won this category for me because the other three people that were nominated that we put into this category, they are known for being this way. Tommy Lauren, from the beginning of her existence, has been annoying, has been pro-white anti-black that's kind of true donald trump has been just the scum of the earth from the beginning of time (laughs) and azalea banks has just been off her rocker ever since she came onto the scene so i don't expect anything less from these people at this point there's nothing that they can say or do that that will make me shocked tyrese on the other hand i was just really caught off guard with the last six months of this year First, he was going off at the rock for putting other projects in front of Fast and Furious 45 or whatever number they're on. (laughs) Then, and this is consistently, consistently like trolling the rock on social media because Tyrese has bills and he needs to, you know, TGT didn't work out. And, you know, like he's blaming the rock for his career faults, I guess. And then the whole thing with his daughter and his baby mama and, and the video on facebook and just it was just i think like, a lot of people would agree with you on that that's it's stuff. like bruh you are you are yelling for mercy to the very people that you defend yourself from when they make fun of you what are we gonna do about your situation? Handle your business to yourself. And don't be surprised when people have opinions about your life because you put your life out there for us to for us to look at. Like it's like nobody needs to know all this. Everything was just a publicity stunt for me when it came to that situation. And I'm glad everything worked out with him and his daughter, but the buildup to get to that point was just unnecessary. Okay. All right. I, I'm going to take uh, the easy route in this. And I'm going to go with <laughs> our president, commander-in-chief, Donald Trump. That's not a bad choice either. And here's why Donald Trump is the most annoying person of the year. It's not just that he's incompetent. It is not just that he is probably going to go down in history as one of the worst presidents of all time. It's also not that he's just blatantly a bigot and blatantly racist. It is the fact that Donald Trump tweets and it becomes a media storm. Every time I look at the news, I see a Donald Trump tweet. I don't see- He tweeted again. (laughs) I don't see Donald Trump making a uh, news statement, like literally like his press secretary just making a statement. I see a Donald Trump tweet, which then his entire cabinet has to justify. Not only that, but then the entire media has to give commentary on. Donald Trump's Twitter is just as much annoying as anything I've ever experienced in my entire life. So, Mr. Trump, if you don't go away, at least delete your Twitter so then I don't have to see that. Hashtag Kofefe. Whatever that fucking means. He tweets in his sleep, bro. Jesus. (laughs) Just go away, Mr. Cheeto. Okay. Dumbest person of the year. Whew. 
This category is, this is a lot of filth, Florin filth. We got number one on the list, Cam Newton. Cam Newton lost his sponsorships with Dannon along with a few other companies because of what he said to a woman uh, reporter, which was basically, uh, it's kind of interesting hearing a female talk about routes. Oh, Cam, welcome to 2017 <laughs> and not 1960. Okay, then next on our list, the next nominee, Rob Kardashian. Rob Kardashian happened to believe that Black China was truly just in love with him and not his money. Rob, we don't believe you. You need more people. Okay, then there is number three, Michael Flynn. Michael Flynn lost his job working for uh, number 45, uh, basically lying about his connection to Russia. And of all things to lie in front of the FBI about is to lie being in connection with a country that we are right now not in good standing with. Good luck with that, Michael Flynn. Then, number four on this list, Bow Wow. Bow Wow, we have had a lot of time with you, man. And as... As a black, that's a black Twitter sphere would say, you have created something that will stand the test of time, and that is the Bow Wow Challenge. Mm -hmm. It will never go away. We all know what you did. You can't look out a window or act as if you're somewhere that you're not. Oh, I'm on this private jet. No, you're not. It's easy to find out. So, <laughs> with that being said, Avia. No, no, no. Let's, let's alternate here. You Who go is the dumbest person of 2017? Is first. it Cam Newton, Rob Kardashian, Michael Flynn, or Bow Wow? And if you'd like me to go first. Yeah. Let's alternate. I don't want to go first all the time. Gentlemen first for 2017. I'm going to have to go with Rob Kardashian. Mm -hmm. I genuinely believe... He is quite possibly the dumbest of dumb for believing that the Black China thing was real. Black China was with Tyga before. Rob, how did you not see this coming? Rob, she could have never truly found you attractive in any level based on all the men that she had been with before. For God's sakes, you know she slept with T.I. Look at you. Look at T.I. Bruh, what are you doing? Help us all understand what were you thinking. I definitely feel like he's the dumbest. Don't get it twisted. Cam did something stupid. It was a really, really bad case in judgment. And a really just... I don't know. Cam says a lot of stupid shit. So this isn't new to me. Michael Flynn. Uh, the entire Trump presidency, I believe, is going to get impeached. So this wasn't... Let's hope. Let us hope. Right. Pray. And then Bow Wow, he's been doing stupid shit for the past, I want to say, five, six years. So... Him and the Bow Wow Challenge thing wasn't surprising to me, but Rob Kardashian coming out and then trying to get Black China out of the paint by calling her out and then it backfiring the way that it did. Brother, not only was you wrong in your approach, but then she could have sued you for everything. Everything? Everything. Idiot. That's where I'm at. What you got? One of the few times Law and I will just agree. And it feels quite weird. <laughs> I just Is this how it feels when people agree with each other? Mm -hmm. Um, it's definitely gonna be uh Arthur George sock apparel. <laughs> um, everybody else, yeah, they're stupid too. <laughs> but <laughs> Rob, I, it says a lot about you, Rob. 
for you to come from such a matriarchal uh, woman empowered family and to be the dumbest out of all of them, out of all of them. And my thing is you have the resources to be great. That's what really gets me. You have these resources and you are doing nothing with them. The only thing that you've done with them is continue on the Kardashian legacy with an ex-stripper who scammed you out of pretty much Ooh. a lot. <laughs> pretty much a lot. And I just I just wonder, like, I can't imagine what Robert Kardashian is like the, the ghost of Robert Kardashian is probably just like cussing himself out for his son making these horrible decisions. And I don't think anyone can guide him. I think he plays this victim role. Um, he blames everyone else for his own issues in life. And he never puts the responsibility on himself. And until he does so, he will continually spiraling out of control into a life that is unhealthy, messing with the wrong people. Facts. And and just a hot mess. Facts. And you have no reason to be a hot mess because because you have all the resources in the world to be great. More than 90% of the country, probably. Big facts. So, yes, you are the stupidest person of 2017. And you will probably be the stupidest for 2018 unless you change something. All right. On a more positive note now, we're moving into our next... <laughs> Next category, and that is Best Couple of 2017. And here are your nominees. One, Chrissy Teigen, John Legend. Two, Gucci Mane and Keisha Dior. K.O.R. Is it K.O.R.? Yeah, it's K.O.R. I'm going to let you have that. We can call her Keisha Mane. Three, Wiz Khalifa, <laughs> Wiz Khalifa and Isabella. Four, Russell Wilson and Sierra. Five, Nicki Minaj and Nas. Six, Cardi B and Offset. Seven, Iman Shumpert and Tiana Taylor. And eight, Big Sean and Janae Aiken. So, what do you got? So, um, mine's going to be a hard tie. And maybe while I talk this out, I'll determine who the winner is. So, the tie is between Iman Shumpert and Tiana Taylor and Big Sean and Janae Aiko. And the only reason I, I chose these two couples is because I really do love the love that Janae Aiko, I mean, Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert have for each other. I really do feel like it's not any so, some sort of um, front. I don't feel like it's for the web. I just, I feel like they are just perfectly yoked. And I just, I don't know. It's just an energy that I get from them. It's, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like there's a lot of couples in the industry that, always try to portray themselves as being perfect. And I've listened to a few interviews from Tiana Taylor and she is one person that keeps it real. She does not sugarcoat anything from her pregnancy to- Shout out to Harlem. Anything, shout out to Harlem. And this is for you, Harlem. Um, so they're about to have a reality show that's gonna come out, I think next year. And I will be tuning in because I really think that they are a cute couple um, and you know, I they're successful in both of their fields, and I I appreciate them for that. Um, and then Big Sean and Janae Aiko. First of all, I'm biased because I love both of their music, both of their music. So when they came together for 2088, I was the biggest stan. And then when it came out that they were actually together, I was like, why not? They are so cute together. 
Um, I feel like they finally found their match. I feel like Big Sean dodged a big fat bullet from getting out of the relationship with Naya Rivera. I think that um, it was a little dicey with Janae Aiko's situation with her ex-husband, but I really do feel like they are a good match. They're a very low-key couple. They don't try and flaunt in front of the cameras, and they just look cute together. I can't front on that. So those are my two but, choices. But I'm not letting you get out of this. Okay. No, I'm not letting you get out of this. All right. So when I think about this category, I think of when Black Twitter says relationship goals. Which one of them to you are more relationship goals? No, I would choose uh, Iman and T- uh, Tiana only because I feel like I know a little bit more about them as a couple. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's easier for me to relate to what I think they have and say, yes, that is a goal. Um, I think that Big Sean and Janae Aiko are a cute couple. I think that they make great music together, but I don't really know enough about their own relationship to to mark them as goals. But I don't like the, the term relationship goals anyway, because... Everyone wants to present what they want to present to the world when it, when it pertains to them and their other half. No one's going to sit there and just tell everyone their business about what's going down, even if it is negative. And I think that every time someone notes someone as goals, it's because they're basing it off of what they see and not what they actually know. And so it's really you're basing it off of a, a facade. So I'm just picking these two couples because based off of what I see, I like it. all. Hmm. Who do you choose? Best couple of 2017 for me. I have to go with Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. Mm. And this is not even close to me. It's it's not even... None of these other couples on here are in that same realm as them other than maybe Russell Wilson and Sierra. And they're still like four or five notches below them. A big part of the reason why I give Chrissy Teigen and John Legend this is because they're both activists. Both of these people are fighting for something bigger than themselves. And not to mention the fact that I can't stress how Chrissy Teigen, who's not an African-American, understands more the African-American experience than I feel like certain black people do, which is weird. Um, And in the way that she can not only clap back and then articulate herself to anybody that comes uh, to kind of push her buttons or push the couple button, um, I'd always, I'm gonna always appreciate that in a woman. But then on the flip side, I feel like John Legend's calm, and not only that, but uh, very, he's he's one of those people that you can tell is intent on family first. He's one of those dudes. Like he's the kind of guy that'll be like, okay, if I need to, I'll I'll take my kids with me on this you know, tour. Like he's that guy, and so. I appreciate that because it's showing balance as well as showing compassion for something that's bigger than you. So I'm going to definitely always say if there's relationship goals at all, it's people who can do both. Like show me that side of you where it is some emotional thing there that you guys both have in this relationship. But then also show me something outside of that that's bigger than you. And they do that consistently. So I would have chose them, but sometimes Chrissy annoys me. So. That's fine. <laughs> and I hope she hears this and claps back. All right. I didn't say nothing wrong about her. It's my opinion. And now we <laughs> now we go to my favorite category of all of this, 
the creepiest person category. Why is this your favorite? Because, that makes you creepy for because, even favoriting this. Because ultimately, in the creepiest person category, we get to call out the motherfuckers who've been terrible all goddamn year that need this highlight and shine. <laughs> all right. Here no, is our no top five in this. And we'll net out who is the winner. Number one, we have Russell Simmons. As you know, Russell Simmons has not only been uh, alleged to have uh, a whole tried, bunch of white girlfriends, tried to, <laughs> tried to take advantage of a couple of people here and there, and put himself in predicaments where he could be a uh, dominant male figure because he has money and the women couldn't do anything about it. Uh, but he's also been tied to potentially, I don't know. Talking to younger women, hmm, I think he pretty much tried to date his ex-wife when she was 17. I don't think I'm mistaken about that, actually. I mean, they got married when she was 23. She was still too young for him. All right. Um, and then, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. If you don't know who the goddamn Harvey Weinstein is, you don't have the internet. You've never looked at a paper. Harvey Weinstein is one of the biggest studio and uh, <laughs> movie executives in the country, and he has more than 30-plus alleged victims under his belt, and I use that term really lightly, and I'm sorry for saying it that way. Um, he not only exposed himself to a bunch of women, but he's done everything from jack off in a plant to basically trying to force himself onto women multiple times throughout the years. And these are women that are on the come-ups in their career, as well as women who have been established. And then there is somebody who's been at this for a very long time, Mr. Robert Kelly. You may also know him as R. Kelly. He's made some of the biggest hits of all time. also know him as. He's made some of the biggest hits of all time, but R. Kelly, supposedly, and these are all allegations, have has created some kind of a sex cult of certain according to BuzzFeed. Uh, they have been, been doing investigative journalism over the past three to five years about this story and is alleged that he has women in multiple different cities where he pays for their living quarters and he pays someone to teach them how to fuck him appropriately. I can't make this stuff up. You can Google it, but okay, R. Kelly. Now, number four, Kevin Spacey. Uh, Kevin Spacey. As you remember from episode 18. <laughs> oh, man, Kevin. Kevin. Ke I think it was episode 17, actually, that we talked about oh, Kevin yeah. Spacey. It was 17, but my bad. Kevin Spacey was caught up doing, trying to put push himself on to a 14-year-old actor at the time. Um, while he was doing Broadway, and I believe it was the late 80s or early 90s. So, the final person on our list is a... <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying not to call anybody else out in the government, but Roy Moore. And if you don't know who Roy Moore is or what Roy Moore did, Roy Moore is a senator in Alabama who's up to be reelected and our president-in-chief. Uh, just recently endorsed him after finding out that he's alleged tried to sleep with a 14-year-old. Mm. Um, that was shameful. 
there you have it. So who, Avia, in your opinion, your is the turn. creepiest person of 2017? Is it Russell Simmons? Is it Harvey Weinstein? R. Kelly? Kevin Spacey? Or Roy Moore? And if, we're, if you're going to leave it to me first, I'm going to go Harvey all the way. Mm-hmm. There, I, there is no way I can... I can choose anybody other than Harvey in this because mm. not only is it substantiated and the allegations have been so overwhelming, but he even just had to own it finally and say, yeah, I did this. And then the people around him started to come out in droves explaining how he tried to hide these things. This man created documents through his lawyers that you had to sign if you were going to sign with his studio to say that you would not press charges against him bruh how deep does your nastiness go like i don't understand i don't understand i've how you put a contract in place like i know i'm a slime bucket so if you sign this you can't tell anybody i'm a slime bucket you nasty piece of shit (laughs) you just nasty (laughs) who you got we're we're on the same page with this one. I mean, we've spoken about R. Kelly on this podcast. We've also also spoken about Kevin Spacey, Roy Moore, some somebody that's new to this whole sexual assault game. But um, at the point, Russell Simmons, I forgot he was on the list. Um, at the point where what you do affects someone's not only emotional state and how they feel about themselves because sexual assault on all levels is horrible and it affects you probably every day of your life if if it's that to that level um but at the point where on top of that you are affecting people's livelihood and you're affecting their careers and harvey weinstein multiple times has been accused from various people of saying if you don't do this, you will not have a career in this town. You cannot Facts. go past me. Facts. I am aligned with Miramax. I created Weinstein Films. I have the hottest party after party for the Academy Award show. My wife designs Marquesa gowns, which all the celebrities wear to the award shows. He is so interconnected. Anyone would believe that if they did not do what he told them to do that they would not get a job and all i could think about is not only what these women had to go through emotionally but how it affected their future as far as what they ended up doing how many of those women actually ended up becoming well-known actresses or continued their their plight in becoming an actress after going through a situation with him do you know how trash he is on top of that i have to add this lapita told her story of it and out of all the other women, he negated her story and acted like it wasn't true. Oh, she's not your type, Harvey? No, I literally want to be like... Because black people always lie. Really? Always lie. Of all people to lie. Come on, bro. And honestly, Lupita, Angelina, um, Rose McGowan, all these notable names, these are some of the few people that became who they are despite what he's done to them. At the point where you have embarrassed your family, you've embarrassed your children, um, you, you have completely shifted the way that people in, in your industry that you almost control are handling their business, that speaks volumes. 
And I hope that he gets what he deserves because that's horrible. That is horrible. And you know what's sad is that the people that, if the New York Times did not come out with a story, would this had have ever come no, out? No. And if it if it did no. come out, it would have it would have made it would have made the headway that it is now, where now people are really reevaluating how they treat not only women but just other people. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yes, Harvey all the way. R. Kelly, we know he's a creep. I mean, he married Aaliyah when she was 15. Russell Simmons married Kimora when she's in her early 20s, but he sought her out when she was 17. Everybody else, like, they're creeps. Clearly, that's why they're in this category. But for you to do what you did, Harvey Weinstein, and to use your power in a way of abusing your power to get what you want, that's shady. That's more than shady. I have no words for that. I agree. All right. <laughs> Next up. And in the realm this, of creeps. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a, a, the perfect transition from creep to just cheap. Creep tart to From creep, creep to, to cheap. cheap. Woo! Ooh. Sounds like an episode we might have to do. All creeps cheap. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to hash that out. <laughs> 2018. All right. Um... The next category is biggest cheater of 2017. We had some we had some issues with this category. We did have I feel issues like people with have been category. mighty faithful this year. I don't know if it was that they were mighty faithful. It's it's probably more it hasn't so hasn't been exposed. If they right, <laughs> like we just weren't in people's business enough. Yeah. All right. So here are here, here are our nominees. nominees for the category of biggest cheater. Number one. Carmelo Anthony. Now, as you guys all know, Car- Carmelo Anthony's wife of probably almost, uh, I want to say, That's 15 to 20 career. years. <laughs> um, yeah, she found out the same way the rest of us found out that he potentially had a baby on the way. So, off some confession shit. As Carmelo got somebody impregnated that uh, may or may not have a degree from Northwestern, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, so let's bring up the degree. <laughs> Important piece of information. <laughs> right, right. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, the next person on this list is Kevin Hart. If y'all don't know what happened with the Kevin Hart thing, Kevin Hart didn't just cheat in the regular way. Kevin Hart was all out in public with this girl in Vegas, finagling, and just. I think what disturbs me about the fact that not only did he get caught, but the girl <laughs> acted as if she didn't know who he was. Really? I'm disturbed that you're disturbed by the fact that he got caught. <laughs> I am. If you're going to do it, do it right. There's a right way and there's a... No, nah, there's just the wrong way. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> right. And then there's T.I. Maybe you want to give some context into the T.I. thing. You want to give any context into no, this? That's all you play. So, with the T.I., he's been accused of cheating... Not only once, but a few times. And she decided enough is enough and decided to pull out the papers on she this man. She being tiny. Um, they have a lot of kids together. They only have three. They got a lot of kids He together. has kids. She has kids. But um, together they have three. <laughs> I'm saying they have a lot of kids together. So them leaving each other is kind of shocking. Then there is Kevin Space. No, sorry. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Wrong category. Wrong category. All right, Steve Harvey. 
Then there is Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush got a Kim Kardashian uh, pregnant and married her. A lookalike, that is. And then after that, he decided he was just done with her and was going to mess with a whole bunch of randos. And in the process of messing with randos, he got a rando pregnant. pregnant. Seems to be the trend. <sighs> Keep your dick in your pants, man. And then I want to add another nominee in. Ooh, this is a plot twist. I don't even know about this one. And a fifth a biggest cheater, Michael Jamar. A.K.A. Kiki Wyatt's husband. Michael Jamar. Uh, he did have to feel like he did some dirt. They got nine kids together. There's a ninth on the way that eight, is. Eight. I think it's eight. She's carrying the ninth. She already had the baby. Well, then that's the nine. Damn. I really thought they had eight. No, it's nine. Damn. Um... So wait, is there evidence that he cheated or this is the speculation? You know what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm throwing him in there because that's what it sounds like. So, Avia, who is your biggest cheater of 2017? Is it Carmelo Anthony, Kevin Hart, T.I., Reggie Bush, or Jamar? Whatever his face is. Michael Jamar. I'm going to have to go with um, Kevin Hart. Damn, why Kevin? I'm clearly not on the same page as you with this one. Why Kevin? I mean, listen, when you have a baby outside of your your marriage, that is huge. That is huge. How did you choose Kevin again? Huge. Kevin Hart has created this facade of learning from his past mistakes. Kevin Hart has been married before. He's had two kids from his past wife. There's been a lot of social media drama between the two, and not only two, but between Aniko and Tori Hart about the timeline between when Kevin got with Aniko and how that all played out. And Kevin has been in several interviews where he has um, addressed that whole thing and saying that I finally got a good one. You know, when I first got married, I was young and dumb and I was out on the road and I was getting my career up. All these reasons for why he would not do something like this again. And there he goes and does something like this again. Not only does he do it to the second wife, but he does it while she's pregnant on her birthday weekend. Let's pick a better time, Kevin. Is there a better time to cheat? I think there is. How about you just don't? That's the better time. So don't create this facade that you were just so about this perfect person that came into your life after a failed marriage and that you've learned from your mistakes and you've done all these things and create all this hype around yourself as this ever-evolved man. And then you go and do it again. No. I'm going to have to choose Kevin Hart because... None of these other people were creating that, that facade. They were just living their life. And I'm not saying that what they did was right. It, it, it was all equally wrong. But I'm choosing Kevin Hart because 
He's just fraudulent. And now I'm at this point where I can't even take him seriously. I'm like, bruh, you're just doing damage control at this point. Like, you you created this facade about who you were. You fucked up again. And now you're like, hey, we're together and we're happy. And the, the strength that she displayed, I've never seen it before. No, Kevin, you've seen someone display that sort of strength when they had their child with you two times before you got with the Nico. So don't try and play it off like... You guys are at this better place right now. I, I I just can't rock with that. I am not on the same page. That's fine. Because it's fine because I don't like any of these people in this category. I feel like they're all duds. So whoever you choose, I'm like, hey, you right too. <laughs> my choice, my pick um, is going to go to the man who has more to lose than everybody else in this category. The man who, in my opinion has to face more public scrutiny than everybody else. The man who, in my opinion, has almost a bigger name than the rest of these people on this list, and that is Carmelo Anthony. Not only is Carmelo Anthony's wife known, but she is a part of the black Twitter sphere, unlike Reggie Bush's. And T, I feel like T.I. has the only one out of all of them, all of them, their wives, including Kevin Hart's wife, where we know what Tiny brings to the table. We know what she's done in the past. We know what she's currently doing. Like, we understand where she stands versus everybody else. But Carmelo Anthony's wife is even more so in the limelight than even Tiny is. And people care about her in a way that's more significant than Tiny. Are you sure about that? Absolutely. It's I not think that's close. subjective. It's not even I think that's very close. subjective. Lala right now is on the show Power. What the fuck is Tiny doing that's in that kind of vein of relevance? And she just uh, got back with her group and still She's getting have that writing kind of credit on Ed Sheeran's songs. She's getting back with her group. Mm. She anyway, she well, has her is, own well, show. Uh, that, like, uh, uh, we don't need to go down this. We're I'm talking just biggest saying, cheater. I think that your opinion talking, is subjective on that. We're talking biggest cheater. And the reason why I think the the Carmelo deserves biggest cheater in this is because not only did you fuck up with you fuck up your marriage mm-hmm. with a person you've been with for so long and so many years. But you're having a child out of wedlock that you're going to have to explain to your, I want to say his son now at this point is 11 or 12, and understands what's going on. How do you get past that? Not only did you fuck up Royal, but you fucked up to an extent that you have to explain something to somebody that's so near and dear to you, that you care about just as much as you care about your wife. And every day you're going to have to live with that. But there's been no confirmation that that he is the father of this person's child. There's nothing there that denies it either. So, so he may not have anything to explain but the fact that he cheated. So with all that being said, Carmelo Anthony is to me the biggest cheater of 2017. Let me just ask before we go to the next category. What kind of explanation do you think Kevin Hart's going to have to give his son Kenzo, when he Googles himself and sees all these things that happened around the time that his mom was about to drop him out her uterus. I think he's going to be very happy with the fact that his dad can afford everything. That's the truth. And Carmelo can't. <laughs> Got it. That's the truth. <laughs> I think when, Doesn't make any sense. I think it, it's completely different when you're going through it at the age. Like when you're when you're when you're already at an age of comprehension, and you're going through it in I, the moment. I can understand it's just completely that. Completely different. But they they both have some splaining to do. Is what I'm saying. It's one splain is way different. All right. Next up, best activist slash humanitarian of 2017. 
And this list is loaded with a lot of people that, in my opinion, have done more than their their fair share of activism and more than their fair share of trying to help people that are outside of themselves. One, Angela Rye. Angela Rye is not only a consistent correspondent on CNC, C, CNN. Ooh, I'm like, Jesus. that's a new one. New you show. Combine CNN and MSNBC. Right. New show. Who this? <laughs> um, not only is she a uh, leading correspondent on CNN, but she has her own podcast. She literally goes on multiple other networks to discuss not only uh, black issues, but civil issues as a whole. And I, I can appreciate anybody that does that much for the culture. Next up is Maxine Waters. And if you guys don't know who Maxine is, we call her Auntie Maxine because she is the queen of reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. She also in the same vein as Angela, which Angela would call Maxine her mentor, um, has been one of the few voices in all of government that is willing to speak on behalf of black people. And we appreciate you, Auntie Maxine. Then number three is the most polarizing of all figures in sports, Colin Kaepernick. <clears throat> Mr. I'm going to take a knee during the national anthem and put my entire career on the line in the sake of activism. Um, and for anybody to believe in themselves that much in the the the... the the belief that you have can take away from what you really want to be doing for a living. Everybody should be able to respect that. Um, not only that, but that guy is uh, part humanitarian because he's also given away more than uh, 1.2 to $2 million worth of his own money out of his own pocket to support inner city youth. All right, next up is J.J. Watt. And if you don't know who J.J. Watt is, he plays for the Houston Texans. And J.J. Watt made sure that he was not only around but uh, the, one of the first people to start to earn and gain money for the Houston relief when the hurricane hit it. Um, and that hurricane, sadly, was named Harvey. Um, it's true. It's a fact. It's a fact. Uh, and J.J. Watt was able to use his, uh, his, his celebrity to rack up $37 million toward relief aid. Now, number five on our list is none other than the LeBron James of the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James has not only in the past given out scholarships uh, upwards to $44 million of his salary, but recently he has opened up a new school in Akron, which is where he grew up. And that, to me, gives him all kinds of new leverage to say whatever he wants, especially because he's empowering the youth. And on the final note, it is Jay-Z. Not only did he speak about and not only did he speak about black activism and try to change a narrative about black people um, within his music, but Jay-Z has went out of his way to support each black cause that has come around from the Black Lives Matter movement to Freddie Gray's parents and um, what happened with them. So giving Jay-Z all the credit and praise there. So Avia, I will leave this up to you to start this one. Oh, I thought we were Best activist and humanitarian. Well, I chose two people. One for activist, one for humanitarian, because, you know, I could do that. Okay. Um, for humanitarian, I chose J.J. Watt. Um, I think it's incredible that this one person alone was able to 
amassed the amount of funding that he did for hurricane relief when our own president could give two shits. Damn. Um, and he didn't have to do it. And that's the thing that made him a humanitarian. It's just like he saw an issue. He saw his ability to um, bring people out. He saw where he could fit into the situation and and bring that kind of exposure out to to raise that money. And he did it. And I think that that is an inspiration for a lot of people in any sort of industry or, or with whatever they're trying to do. One person can change a lot. And I think that a lot of people feel like in order to make a huge change, whether it be in the world or in their lives, they need help or they need multiple people. And, and it's not to say that you don't need help. Of course, there's power in numbers, but you can do a lot on your own. And you can do a lot. You can do a lot. And I think that people don't live up to their full potential. And I think that he, with that one act, showed people that you can do that. Um, for the activist, I chose Com Kaepernick. Yeah. Because he... Like Maxine Waters, Angela Rye, yes, they are activists. But Colin Kaepernick is an unexpected activist. I don't think that Colin Kaepernick knew that when he took that knee that all this was going to unfold after. I don't think that when he took that knee, he knew that the racism was going to be exposed within the NFL, that the president was going to be talking about him, that it was going to bring some sort of division or some sort of talk about, well, where do you stand? And what what really means the most to Americans? Is it a piece of cloth or is it a black life? And I think that it's amazing that what he did has sparked so much conversation and so much movement, has made people ask so many questions that would have never been asked before. And, and I, I, I like the fact that you know, just like you said, he still gave money away for a better cause while being unemployed. And, and you know, a lot of people will not do what he did or, or stand up for him because they're afraid of being unemployed. Facts. And here he is doing it for them. So those are my two choices. And that's only because I couldn't choose one. Got it. All right. So... Mine is easy, and it's going to go with the latter of what you just said. Is all Colin Kaepernick for me. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick, to me, has done more than raise money. Like, screw raising money. A bigger thing for me is how do you change the thoughts and the perspective of an issue? How do you, how do you immerse yourself into the fabric of America regardless of it creating a dent in your own personal life? He went into this with no regard for how it could affect his career. And I can appreciate anybody that has that thought. I can't quite do it myself. But Colin, Colin, to me, is making, is putting America on notice in a way that's making a lot of people uncomfortable. And I'm not mad at that. I will never be mad at that. And I appreciate players that have followed his grind and have tried to do the same things on their end, which then has translated down to children, um, not only the high school level, but the elementary level, taking these on their end. Because then there's a whole level of education that their parents are forced to give them that they wouldn't have been able to have to talk about before that. You know what I also love about Colin? I'm sorry if I cut you off, did I? 
No, you're fine. Oh, okay. You know how they say actions speak louder than words? Well, yeah. What he did alone was a silent movement. Like, he, he didn't... He didn't go around and, and talk and have these different speeches and explain himself and apologize for himself. If you look at the 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 G was it the GQ article that I read about him, it wasn't even him being interviewed. It was all these notable people talking about how great of a person he was and how much of an impact he's had on everyone in every industry. And um, I just love that 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 one simple thing has caused so much chaos in, in a good and a bad way it's what we needed all right next up and 2017 you're gonna make me struggle through you in these last few we have best artists of 2017 oh you forgot one. Ooh, i did i did i forgot a category let's go back the next category is worst breakup actually Man, kind of should have thrown that one in there before, but all right, let's do this. Worst breakup of 2017. I'm just going to read through the names. Is it Nipsey Hussle and Lauren London? Is it Tamar Braxton and Vince? Is it Mariah Carey and Billionaire Boyfriend? James Packer. Is it Ty, T.I. Let's call him Ty. Ty. Jesus. Is it T.I. and Tiny? Is it Mary J. and Kendu? Is it Kiki Wyatt and Michael Jamar? Or is it Janet Jackson, and I still don't know the name of her guy, but her ex-husband? Who you got? I'm going to go with uh, Kiki Wyatt. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, not Kiki Wyatt. Mary J. Blige. <laughs> but it was almost going to be a tie with Kiki Wyatt and um, her husband, based off of what we said about them before, about him leaving her while she was eight months pregnant with her ninth child or something like that. Um, but I'm going to go with Mary J. And uh, Kendu Isaacs, because if there's ever a situation that involves having to give your ex money based off of their transgressions against you, that hurts me. That really, really hurts me. And according to the news, when it came to their divorce, Mary J. Blige had to pay him 30K in spousal support. But he was asking for 120. She paid him 100K in legal fees for a divorce. There's going to be legal fees. But the only reason she's divorcing you, well, maybe not the only, but one of the biggest reasons she's divorcing you is based off of you cheating on her with your artist. And she has to pay you now for what you did to her? That hurts my soul. That really, really grinds. It, it, I just cannot. I'm just going to have to go with that because you're not only affecting the emotional state, you're now affecting my pocket and well, my quaint. Well, she's paying you because you were there to get uh not only keep her her relevant when she musically doesn't know how to promote herself so you weren't just just a manager for her you were also her husband so well he clearly wasn't that because he was someone else's boyfriend big facts all right (laughs) um my answer for worst breakup of 2017 i'm just i can't there's zero possibility that i can give it to anybody other than kiki wyatt in this one i think that is that is just sad. When you have nine kids and then he wants to leave you with the kids, nah, B. 
That's wild. Now you staying here until we produce the tenth one, so we can have most of a basketball team. We at least have a starting five. <laughs> and then he and, and then he can leave. Yeah, shoot. I want the basketball team to be finished. I just want to say, in regards to the whole uh, Kiki Wyatt thing, um, she was on the show R and B Divas years ago, and that's when I really got a peek into her relationship with her husband, and it seemed very volatile even back then, and this was years ago. I don't know what child she was on at this point, but she was very bossy. She was very emotional. I'm not blaming her for anything. I'm just right. saying that this is what she brought to the relationship on this show. And he was kind of like the yes, yes man, like, you know, just kind of a little, a little bit more subdued because she had the stronger personality. But I feel like it, that is a effed up situation to the nth degree, I will say. But I think that sometimes People have kids to save a relationship. And I'm not saying that was the case in this situation, but after nine kids, you have to ask yourself, why? I guess that's better than 11 years. (laughs) Okay, but it's going to be 18 years raising this new child as he goes along his merry way. Like at that point that you have nine kids with someone, you might as well just be a teacher. No, for real, because I mean, I don't know, I don't know, but I, I, it is it is a jacked up situation. I can agree with that, but I think that the Mary J and the Kendu thing, it's just grimy on the next level, grimy on the next level, and I can't. She already had a horrible, horrible relationship with what's his face, Casey. Casey? Horrible, drugged up, just lifetime movie relationship. And then to go from that, I don't know who she had after that, but then to go from that to a love that she thought was real, real love. And then it ended up being, I don't know, a song I sing. Whole world's upside down. Exactly. Sleep don't come easy. Yeah, he ain't gonna come easy with all his money he's paying him. She ain't gonna have a pillow to sleep on. All his money he's. <laughs> All right. That was law, not me. <laughs> All right. Which my terrible saying leads us to best artist of 2017. Lauren Smithson. Um, and I can't wait. I, I'll, I'll go first on this. Oh, Here are okay. our nominees. Here are our nominees for best artist of 2017. We have Lil Uzi Vert, Cardi B, Daniel Caesar, Sis. What? You said what? I said, I already know who you're going to pick. I have this funny feeling. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, SZA, SZA, I don't know how people can't get her name right. It's like RZA, only with the S. SZA, all right, (laughs) my bad. I guess Uh, not her. Can't say her. Kendrick Lamar, sound it out. J Dash Z, Drake. There's it. That's our category. All right, so. My best artist of 2017, I am definitely putting this all on the name that I cannot spell. Oh, And that shocking. is SZA. Oh, wow. I am giving her I'm her credit where credit is due. Uh, to me, she has done something to spark the interest of white people in a way that I didn't think you could. When you, when you are making R&B, because most white people are not trying to hear black people make R&B music. They're just not. Hmm. I don't even know what white people you're talking about. Must be your co-workers. Uh, the majority of them, because they prefer to hear Adele do it. 
or I don't know, Sam Smith. No, I'm saying when you're saying that she sparked the interest of white people, I'm trying to figure out who you've talked to where you're like, oh, you listen to SZA, da da da. All the people that are at her concerts are mostly mm. white. Not only are all the people at her concerts mostly white, but uh, the majority of the white-owned magazine publications have given her reviews that have been glowing about her album. She has and a just very album, alternative sound. her concert. So, I'm proud of her. Keep doing your thing. And keep being as independent as you want to be in terms of the way that you view relationships. Do you, boo-boo? You don't need no man, except when your man is my on man and my man is your on the weekend. Anyway, your turn. Um, I'm going to have to be on the same page with you and say, S-Z-A. <laughs> Three letters never became so hard, did they? Um, Pause. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? Um... I'm going to have to go with SZA. I've been rocking with her for a few years now, actually. And I'm glad that she's getting the notoriety that she's getting. The notoriety. Okay. Did I say that right? No worries. How yeah. do you say it? Notoriety. There's no word as, There's no notoriety. word called notoriety. No. Oh <laughs> Hold on. Let me Google it. Woo! So you didn't even say SZA right. Hey. Hey, that's a made-up name. Notoriety. That's three letters. Notoriety is a dick. Notoriety. Oh yeah, you're right. No, I knew that there was notoriety, but I thought that there was also I don't know what I thought. Never mind. Well, she has both, man. I don't even care. You have both. Notoriety. Notoriety and you know what, girl? You you accurate. (laughs) You accurate as fuck. If DJ Khaled can mess up words, why can't I? Shoot, right? Got money. No, because you don't wear his jewelry. How do Jew- you say jewelry. Ju- jewelry. Jewelry. You don't wear his jewelry. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast long enough, every seven episodes I jack up a word. Maybe maybe five. Um, notoriety. Yes. SZA has... She's gained so much notoriety. I have to... Notoriety. I have to enunciate that. Oh, um... I, yeah, I feel I feel you on that. I can see why the Caucasians love her. Um, the Caucasity. <laughs> because she has a very alternative sound. Um, the whole alternative R&B vibe is like running 2017 rampant. So um, I'm proud of her. I can't wait to see what comes for her. I don't feel like she's going to be one of those people that just makes this huge album and falls off because she's already proven through her mixtapes and other singles in the past that she has what it takes and i can't wait to see what happens for her go girl all right next category best black show of 2017 let's read this list one power two empire three insecure four atl five blackish Six, she's gotta have it. And seven, Queen Sugar. Avi, who you got? I have to keep it all the way 100 and say that there's only two shows on this list that I've seen all of the episode episodes or seasons of. But I will have to say it's going to be a tie for two different reasons. Blackish one, because I feel like that show has a great way of bringing social issues to light in a very like innovative, creative way that's comical, but it does make a point. And I think that that's very hard to do. Um, 
But the other show is Insecure because Insecure just pulls at my heartstrings in a way. Like, I just relate to it so much. I feel like I am everyone in that show. Like, I'm a little bit of everyone in that show. And I don't know. I... I think the fact that I can relate to it is what I'm just biased. I just, I'm going to go to what I relate to because I want to see what happens next. It was one of the few shows where I really had to see the next episode. I could not wait and I had to binge it. I know we talked about binging in episode whatever, but <laughs> I don't remember the number, but um, yeah, it does it for me. Is it my turn? It's your turn. Ah. Uh. I'm going to do this by process of elimination for oh, y'all okay. instead of just giving y'all the exact one. So, Power, I'm never going to really truly be able to get into Power. I'm sorry, y'all. I tried. I gave it three episodes. And I haven't watched a couple of episodes of some of my friends. And I still can't get into it. But y'all can have that. Um, two, Empire. Uh, <laughs> I'm sick of hearing uh, Terrence Howard and Maine. You can go away with that. Uh, three, Insecure. One of the characters is named Lawrence, so I guess I should like this show more, but I really haven't been able to really get into season two, even though I tried, and I really like season one. Um, so, yeah. Number four, ATL. Atlanta. I just want to throw this out there. Uh, Donald Glover is quite possibly one of my favorite people on the planet. So. And you look like him, too, so I can see why. Wow, that's trash. <laughs> All right. Trash. All right. So. Jacked up. <laughs> Same hair. Look at your hair. Then there's Blackish. Uh, I think the cast of Blackish is amazing. Um, I think some of the things that they do are corny, but all right. And there is number six, She's Got to Have It, which is quite possibly one of the worst things I've seen all year. So that's clearly not happening. And then there's seven. I didn't watch Queen Sugar. Because I didn't, and I don't care. All right, so then that really just so leaves really us with... you really didn't say which one you just... By process elimination, there's only two that even would make the cut for me, and that's ATL and Blackish. And between ATL and Blackish, it is going to be ATL by a mile. Uh, ATL focused on social issues that I could I could see happening. And by social issues, I mean the smallest social issues. For instance, a white guy thinking it is okay to use the N-word in front of you, but then not saying it when he's around multiple black people. Ooh, those are things that most shows would never address because there's not a black writer at the helm to actually write them. Because when else would that happen with a white writer? Then, on top of that, being able to create a full commercial episode that not only deals with the constructs of marketing that we deal with when we talk about trying to market to a certain demographic, but then showing you how these things play out from a cartoon perspective, where it would be a cop killing this random serial char character to get you to feel a way about the cop killing. Um, I think that show has not only amazing writing, but they chose the actors so well that ATL by far is the winner for me. All right. Now, on to our final category. Who had the best 2017? Is it Cardi B? Is it The Rock? Is it Serena Williams? Tiffany Haddish? What? What? No, go ahead. Or Yvonne Orji? What's the issue of? 
No, go for it. Say it out loud. What do you got? Um, this one was really hard for me. Really, really hard for me. Um, gosh, it's like I'm still deciding, but it, Serena Williams, I, I will say, had a monumental year from the Grand Slam win to getting married to having a child. How did you even find time to do all of this within a year, girl? You make me feel so unaccomplished. Um, Tiffany Haddish, I love her story. Like, I love hearing about why she's doing her art and her family story and, and her mom and just, she didn't come from much. And, and for her to be like a light for everyone else is amazing to me. And finding the comedy within herself to share with others, I, I commend her for that. And Cardi B, it's interesting. Um, on one end, I feel like, on one end, I feel like, okay, Cardi B is having her best year ever from getting engaged to surpassing a love and hip hop check to getting nominated for a Grammy to having the number one song on the charts. And and it makes me wonder how long is this going to last for her? And I don't want to be pessimistic about it, but when someone rises that fast, it's like the drop is going to be just as fast, if not faster. So you hope that they just keep the locomotive going. Um, but there is something to be said about someone who was on Love and Hip Hop as someone who had a few fans from Instagram, but wasn't really widely known worldwide like that, and was on one season. And that one season alone was able to back her in a way where she gained notoriety on Instagram in a bigger way so that when her single came out, it was just, it fit all together for her. Everything happened in the time that it was supposed to for her. She was on more than one season. She was on two, maybe? Yeah, she was on like three. No, she wasn't on that that many. I'm not making that up. All I'm saying is that we have Keisha Cole on Love and Hip Hop. We have Tierra Marie. Keisha Cole started off with the song with, with Kanye West in her career. Tierra Marie was signed to Rock Nation. We had, uh, you know, Kay Michelle. We had people who had actual record contracts whose careers have failed them on the show. And Cardi B has taken the show and really made lemonade out of lemons and and made it work for her in the best way possible and i think what she's doing is creating the 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 path that other people wish they had created for themselves when they're on the show so i on one hand i want to pick serena williams but on the other hand i want to pick cardi b because she's done something that not many people have done when it comes to reality tv and i feel like there's not that many people that can do that, and you know I'm happy for her. I don't I don't feel like she's the most uh, intellectual person in the world, but um, there's a lot less intellectual people with more money and more fame, and you know so she keeps it real. 
Um, she puts her snaps up being in the hotel, looking at $7 boxes of cereal that she refuses to pay for. Like, you know, she's still like that around the way girl. I don't feel like she's let fame get to her head like some other people do. And I, I can appreciate that. Um, but Serena Williams on the, on a, a, another token just had a building on Nike's headquarters named after her, which is amazing. No other woman has that. Woman athlete, I should say. Um, so I'm going to have to give it to both of them for two very different reasons. Wow. Um, that was long to just give it to two people. Well, I, I really had to talk about two different I reasons really for why. I thought you were just going to give it to one of them because you broke it down so much. But you still gave it to two people. Well, it, it's because I was trying to figure what my thought process was as I was talking. And so there you go. Just mad because you still gave it to two people. Um Mine is easier than that. Mine is Tiffany Haddish, hands down. There is nobody else that I could possibly give this to. Tiffany Haddish didn't necessarily come out of nowhere. She's been on the comedy circuit for more than 12 years. Tiffany Haddish's story, as Avi uh, stated, is amazing. You could go listen to our Breakfast Club interview to get a little bit more of a deeper dive into that. But my real reason for uh, choosing Tiffany Haddish is she was in one of my favorite shows, which was the Carmichael show before it got canceled. And her character on the Carmichael show is pretty good. It's not great, but it was her being able to condense a character that he created and then turn it into something even more. Mm -hmm. Like, And from there, her being in the movie's girl's trip, to me, has catapulted her into a space where she can be the black uh, Melissa McCarthy. Like, She can do that role, but as a black woman. And I think she has... She has the opportunity to pull that off. It's just she has to continue to make those films that make people feel that way. So I'm looking forward to what happened to her, what happens to her in 2018. So fingers crossed. Yeah. And just like that, this is our show. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, the video is playing. We will come back to you next year in 2018. Good night. Bye.